What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside Jack Manis. Hello, everyone. Hello. So happy to be back um, after my one one episode hiatus. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I mean, honestly, we both have been on a little bit of a hiatus. We took a little bit of a break. I just, it's been so long since we recorded our last episode. I forgot what it was. Right. But it Jake was one and Connor. Con- right. Connor and Jake. So, um, yeah, you are listening to the 112th episode of the Hogline podcast. Welcome in. Um, where it's a pleasure to have you. Um, <laughs> yeah, make yourself comfortable. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Um, today we'll be talking for the majority of the episode, we'll be talking about um, kind of a midseason NFL check in, I guess. We'll be giving our predictions for how the season will play out. Um, predict kind of how we see the awards races shaping up and giving a little um super bowl pick i guess you could say yeah um that's going to be the majority of the episode we'll talk touch on a briefly very briefly uh the masters kind of some last minute uh prep for that uh because it's this this thursday i mean by the time you're hearing this probably it's going on so right um the masters in in november something like we've never seen before and also, Jack's doing no shave November, so that oh, yeah. is not going very well at all. No, it's really not. But I'm just gonna yeah. keep going as long as I can. Um, yeah. So for anyone who hasn't seen Jack in the past couple weeks, you know it, it's probably worse than you're imagining. He can't really? grow that luscious beard like I can, even I though I did shave video. a couple days ago. What does what? it actually look? I'm gonna pin my videos so I can see myself. Eh. Nah. I mean the the lighting doesn't the lighting doesn't really uh you can't really see it very well with the lighting but um it know. does look bad I was not I'm not participating in No Shave November I no abide by my own rules um I was gonna I was tempted to go with the mustache but I just I don't know I was indecisive I I decided to get rid of it um better yeah probably all right uh we will get right into it we'll golf talk- time golf time. The the Masters is tomorrow, and we're recording on Wednesday night, so it'll be Thursday through Sunday. Um, obviously, all the major tournaments got shifted around due to the coronavirus. Um, no British Open this year, so there was only three majors. And um, it's kind of crazy to think about that the the last Masters was the one the Tiger Woods won, and it was 19 months ago back in April of 2019. So it has been um, quite a while. That seems like so long ago. I mean, the last, like, the last March Madness we've seen, Tyler Hero was playing in it. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, the redemption of Virginia, that seems like a long time ago as well. That was right, right around the same time as the Masters, so yeah, um, that was quite a while ago. Um, Tiger Woods, like I just said, is the defending champion, and it will be very different. There will be no fans. Um and it's just during football. That's all very weird. Yeah. Um, like, viewership's going to be so down <laughs> for it. Yeah. Because they got to compete with the NFL Sunday. Yeah, that's a little rough. But um, I'm sure they'll, you know, the golf purists are going to tune in no matter what. True. Uh, I'll read off, I guess, some of the, the odds of who's the DraftKings has to win. Uh, the favorite right now at plus 750 is Bryson DeChambeau. Gross. Um, he 
is probably the best uh, off the tees, off the tee in the field. He won the last major tournament. So, um, you know, momentum there. And then we got Dustin Johnson at plus 850, John Rahm 10 to 1, Rory McIlroy at 13 to 1, Justin Thomas at 13 to 1, Xander Shoffley at 16 to 1, Brooks Kepka at 17 to 1. And then it kind of gets fades away down there. Tiger Woods is 45 to 1 defending champion. Um, so a lot of familiar names up at the top. Uh, I, I read a couple articles of people who they predict to win, and a lot of them have John Rahm. He's a he's kind of a favorite here in the field. Oh, his hole in one the other day. It was crazy. That's absolutely absurd. Yeah, it was um, that kind of went a little uh, viral on social media. John Rahm on a par three hit a ball. I mean, on purpose, kind of skipped it across the water, and it was a hole in one. So, um, that's, I, that's stupid. yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Um, it was pretty crazy. Did we put? I think we probably put on the story, right? Did we do that? I I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was a uh, by the time we were listening to this a couple of days ago. I think it was on on Tuesday. So, yeah, you should definitely check it out. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens here. It's gonna be different with no fans, like we said, and. Um, a lot of people, some people aren't even expecting Tiger to make the cut. Um, he's kind of had a, a bit of a down year, I guess, but um, we'll see what happens there. And I guess we'll close it off by saying I did bet my dad um, back in when Colin Morikawa won the, whatever it was, the um, PGA yeah. this year. Uh, you know, he, he's obviously a very young up and coming star in the, in the golf game. And uh, my dad just like he didn't really know who he was because, you know, he, he follows it and he obviously loves golf a lot, but he didn't really know who he was. And he's like, oh, we'll never hear of this guy again. I'm like, that is 100 percent not true. He he's like a couple years older than me and he is definitely going to win a major again. So I bet him 20 bucks that he wins another major. And um, I'm hoping I can cash that in right now. So what are his um, odds? Did you read that off? Uh, he is 35 to one. So yeah, plus 3,500. Right. So he's a, he's a little bit down there, but, you know, I'm sure I'm going to be getting that that uh, 20 bucks at some point, you know, within the next couple years or so. I know years ago, I bet TJ something that Ricky would never win a major. I don't know. You, you guys should revisit the terms of that bet. He definitely doesn't remember and he probably doesn't want to remember because it still hasn't happened yet, but he's going to do it. Nah. One of these days, he is 70 to 1. So, yeah, you never know. I was listening to uh, Dunn and Drew, actually. We were just talking about this before we started recording. Uh, That's the first podcast I ever listened to. Fun fact. Really? So, we may not even be sitting here today listening to, you might not be listening to us if I've never listened to that one. So, it's kind of crazy how things work out, but they kind of had a... A little bit of a master's preview um they had a guest on and he kind of broke it down uh you know pretty well he said how oh, the masters is the easiest tournament to win out of the majors who did the guy that okay. they brought on oh, he was uh, uh drew's like, stepbrother okay. why did he say that because the field is so much less than it normally is uh, um, this year or tip every just in year? general just because how the I don't, you know, I'm going to, I don't, I don't even want to say what he said because I don't even, I'm going to butcher it and I don't remember exactly, but it made sense. So, um, just because it was, you know, there's, 
he said there's usually like 140 to 150 people in a normal tournament, but this is kind of, um, there's like 90 people and some of them are even just, you know, if you win the masters, you can play in it for life. So a lot of them are kind of older guys. That's true. So it's just less people you have to compete with. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It it, it made sense. It was kind of interesting what he said. So, um, you guys should check that out. That's, that's also just a, pretty wild podcast in general so if anyone is listening for other shows you should listen to that definitely um all right we will go right into our football talk here jack and i are going to read off our one through seven seeds afc and nfc obviously there's the additional playoff team this year and i even saw some rumors that they're going to add another one if the season for some reason got cut short and they needed to did you see that i did I didn't really look into it because I don't think it'll happen, but it could. Yeah, me neither. I just, you know, that's that's something to, you know, keep on your radar. But, yeah, we, we don't think that will be an issue. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we'll be reading off our one through seven seeds in each conference. Um, we will give our awards prediction. Jack has some reason boycotted the Offensive Player of the Year award. He didn't want to predict that, that one. I mean, it's not necessarily his reasoning was that it's always the same as MVP, but that's no, not, no, no, that's no, not no, the no, case. No, 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 no. I did not. I didn't say that. I just said our discussion would just be like similar to Offensive Player of the Year. What if I we know, had someone else though? I know sometimes it's MVP also wins Offensive Player of the Year, but sometimes they give it to someone else. I don't know. I don't really understand. I don't get it. I mean, last year it was Michael Thomas. Shouldn't have been Michael Thomas. If anyone, if it, if it was, I mean. It should have been McCaffrey if it was a quarterback. If it wasn't Lamar Jackson, it should have been Christian McCaffrey. So I don't that that's why I, I don't understand it. So I yeah, I'm boycotting it. They should just give offense player of the year to uh just the non quarterback MVP. Yeah. That's they they should name it that. That would be good. Yeah. Um all right. So uh we will get right into it. Let's start with the AFC. Um what do you think? Do you um, have records or no? I don't have records. Do you have records? I do. I'll say mine. Okay. Don't have records. Uh, because I didn't. I did look at schedules, but I want if I did records, I wanted to, I would want to make it accurate the way like predict every game, which would take too long, as we know <laughs> from our past predictions. But anyway, I digress. Um, I'll just open it up with this discussion. I think the one and two seed. Will be, I the Steelers one, Chiefs two. Do you have that flipped? No, I have the Steelers at one and thirteen and three, and I have the Chiefs at two at thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. So who are the Steelers going to lose to? I want to hear it. Um, we're going to lose to Baltimore. We're going to lose to Buffalo and the Bengals. Bengals this week? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I Those really three. okay. We don't need to get too much into the Steelers, but um, I don't know. I don't see it happening. I really don't think. I think we'll take care of the Ravens at home on Thanksgiving. Um, I can see us losing at Buffalo. That's a tough place to play, um, especially if they have fans. I don't know their fan situation. But this week against the Bengals, I really do think that we're going to come out firing on all cylinders just because of how not great we looked going into last week. 
Uh, we still won, but uh, should have beat the Cowboys by more. Um, I don't know. I'm confident that the Steelers are going to take are going to handily win the Bengals this week. Um, I mean, it's not as yeah. I I could see it. Uh, I just wanted to maintain my my thought of that we were going to lose at least one of the Cowboys, Bengals, or Jags game, and um, the Jags just look so pathetic right now that I couldn't I right. couldn't say them. So and okay. it's just the a divisional game. So um, that's why I went with that. But anyway, thirteen and three at the one seed for the Steelers, and thirteen and three for the Chiefs. Don't remember exactly who I had them losing to. I believe I had the Chiefs losing to maybe the Chargers at the end of the year. And um, I don't remember the other one. See, so. I didn't I didn't do records, as I said, but um, my reason, I mean, if I'm being honest, I do think the Chiefs are a better team. Um, not to say we couldn't beat them in the playoffs, but um, I had the Steelers at one, Chiefs at two, because obviously we have one game ahead of them. And just our schedule going forward, our toughest remaining opponents, we got Baltimore, Bills, and then that's about the, it. The Browns and Colts. Uh, the Chiefs got uh, the Buccaneers, the Saints, and then Raiders, Dolphins. I think that's a little tougher. So that's why I have them at two. Right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, we have the same there. Who do you have? Uh, three and four. I mean, I, it's, it, I feel like it. Yeah, it's not necessarily obvious, but I think we'll the same. I got the Bills and Titans. Yeah, which one? Bills three, Titans four. So I have the uh, Titans three and the Bills four. Um, you know, okay. for yours to come true, the Bills would have to have a better record just because they, uh, the Titans did beat the Bills. That's right. So I did forget that. Got to keep that in mind as well. I had them both at eleven and five, and then the Titans would have the tiebreaker. That's true. I just think that I again I didn't look into schedules for these two, but um, I don't know. The past couple of weeks the Titans haven't looked great. If I don't if I'm recall, I mean uh, they played the Bears last week and I think they won by two touchdowns. And then week before, they um, I'll pull it up real quick, but I don't remember who they played. I shouldn't just maybe not look great, but just not. oh, they lost to the Bengals. That was that was two weeks ago. Right, just not the uh, I don't know the dominant team we're used to. Not used to. It's the Titans, but at least in the they didn't they go five and zero. Oh? They were five and zero oh until they met us. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, and I just I really like the way the Bills are playing. They just coming off a win against the uh, the Seahawks. Josh Allen's playing great. Their defense as well. Um. Yeah, that's that's my justification for them at three. Bills at three. Yeah, two solid teams. I think the again, I I should really have these schedules up, but I if I remember correctly, I believe I had the the Bills kind of hitting a another little bit of a downturn for the next couple of weeks, but then picking it up towards the end and kind of gaining a little bit of momentum. Um, I'll I'll tell you in a second who that exactly would probably be against. Um, okay, so. They play the Cardinals this week. I think the Cardinals are going to win just because uh, the Bills got to go on the road, go cross country to Arizona. And also they've had a very, you know, they're coming off a, they're coming off a high because they beat, you know, arguably the best team in the NFC. And um, it's just a big win. So it could be a little bit of a letdown for them just and also the travel as well. So I have them losing this week. Um, you know, they play the Chargers, and I know the Chargers don't have a great record, but Herbert looks really good, so you never know there. 
Um, and then they play us. I know I think I had them beating us, but, you know, not the easiest stretch of couple games here yep. uh, for the Bills. But, you know, I think they'll they'll finish strong. Okay. Uh, who do you have in the wild card for the AFC? Right now, currently in the wild, uh, the AFC wild card teams would be the Ravens, Raiders, and Dolphins in that order. Um, I have the same teams in, but I flipped the Raiders and Dolphins. Um, what do you have? So I have the Ravens at the five. I have yeah, them I, I do too. Four. That's it. I think they're four. kind of a lock for the five seed. Right. I got them at twelve and four. Yeah. I have the Dolphins as the six seed at ten and six. Yeah. I'm currently sitting at five and three, I believe. And then the Browns I have squeaking in at nine and seven as the seven seed. Okay. Um, still think the Browns are a talented team. Obviously, no OBJ for the rest of the season. He tore his ACL a few weeks ago. Um, but the ground game is going to be getting Nick Chubb back, hopefully this week. Uh, knock on wood for my fantasy team. And, um, yeah, I just think the rushing attack is very good. Obviously, probably the best duo in the NFL. And I think Baker will play well enough to get them in the playoffs. Um, Browns also sitting at five and three. So they're just on the outside looking at at this point. Um, so it's, they're, they're right, right there. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, I got the Raiders instead of the Browns. Um, Raiders I have in, um, staying true to my claim a couple weeks ago, Raiders will make the playoffs. That's one reason because I need to stick to my word. Second reason. Well, again, reference that episode for all the reasons I said about the Raiders, John Gruden, Jacobs, Waller, the whole nine. Um, Schedule-wise, remaining, they get to play Denver twice. They get to play the Jets, the one-win Chargers, and the Falcons. So, uh, And then the Browns, they have to face Ravens, Steelers, and Titans left on their schedule. And then also, uh, I have such little faith in Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't even think it's my bias. I just don't think he's good. And you said Odell. They lost Odell. That's about it. And they're the yep. Browns. They're cursed. To play, to play devil's advocate um, for two of those points you just said. Uh, one, the Raiders defense still very, uh, very much is a concern in my it's book. It's pretty bad. I agree. It's pretty um, bad. They... I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't watching the end of the Raiders Chargers game because I was watching the Steelers, obviously. But um, I heard it came down to the very last play, so they very easily could have lost that game. And if you just yeah. look at all the points they've let up, pretty much all season, really. Um, Thirty against the Panthers, twenty-four against the Saints, thirty-six against the Patriots, thirty against the Bills, thirty-two against the Chiefs, forty-five against the Bucks. Then they only let up six, but that was a very windy game. That you know, it was sixteen-six against the Browns, so. Um, that you know that, that didn't really no one could score in that game anyway and then last week they almost lost to the Chargers so their defense is very much a concern um, in my book and Baker um, you know obviously Sucks. you can't say it helps the team when Odell is not there but I feel like in a way he felt pressure to give him the ball too much and I feel like he, without him he plays a little bit more freely if that makes any sense I guess that could be it. I just don't think he's good. I really don't. Yeah, he's had some – besides the one game against the Bengals where he threw five touchdowns, he hasn't looked right. that impressive. So. Yeah. 
Um, we'll see. But and you know, to your point, the Raiders do have the head to head over the Browns, as I just said. So yeah, right. I That's think I had the Raiders finishing eight and eight. So yeah, they um, gotta have a Browns gotta have a better record. Right. So. All right, we'll uh, move on. Well, no, before sorry, before we move on, quick word on the Dolphins since we didn't we both had a six seed. Um, it's two a time. My Dolphins are are looking good. Uh, next four opponents. I would not be surprised if we're looking at a nine and three Dolphins team. You know, they got the Chargers, then Denver, Jets, Bengals. Um Yeah. It's a good um it's a good stretch they got going there. Um their defense has been playing great. They're tied for third in points against in the entire league, not just the AFC. I think at like 161. I think they're tied with the Steelers. Um, that's all I got. I just want to get shot out. No, I, I, I echo that. I have them going 10 and 6. Obviously, they have a pretty good stretch of games coming up here. They've scored a defensive touchdown in two out of the past two weeks. That's you. I want to talk about the defensive scoring. They, they, they create points too. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I, if I remember correctly, I believe we were both on that in the beginning of the year. Um, still wasn't wasn't 100% sure about their offense going into the season, but I really thought that this defensive group would take a big step. Yep. Um, just because of Brian Flores, the culture he brings, and they brought in a ton of pieces, and they really seem to be gelling. So I, I, I thought their defense was definitely going to be much improved, and that seems to be the case as we're getting into the home stretch of the season. So, yeah, I think they can play good defense, and if Tua can just – avoid turnovers and beat these teams that they should beat, they should get right in there, especially with the added team in the playoffs. So Dolphins, um, you know, they it's it's their spot to lose at this point, in my opinion. And then they could even the, challenge the Bills for the wild card. I mean the excuse me, the AFC East They're only yeah, aren't they one they're two games out. They're five and three, right? They are one and a half games back. Uh okay. Bills are seven and two, Dolphins are five and three. Yeah. Um they play week seventeen, so that's interesting to keep an eye on. And I always think that's fun to see what games potentially could be flexed to the Sunday night game. True. Um True. in week seventeen. I mean, just pulling up real quick, uh there's not too many, I guess, matchups you could really point to. Dolphins Bills is certainly one of them. Uh, maybe Steelers Browns if the Browns are fighting for a spot at the end of the year. Uh, other than that, there's not too many options. Maybe Rams Cardinals, I guess you could say, but um, that's certainly a game to keep an eye on as uh, we get towards the end of the season. I wanted to briefly mention the Colts because they're kind of in the mix. They're five and three, I believe. Um, you don't have them in. I don't have them in, and I. The reason being, um, schedule-wise, they got to play Tennessee twice. They got to play Green Bay. They got to play at the Steelers and also at the Raiders. Um, and I just don't have much faith in this team. Uh, Rivers doesn't look good through majority of this season, and I don't like their weapons either. I've never, I, I did not think T. Y. Hilton was consistent enough, at least health-wise, for the past couple years now. They just don't have weapons to throw to, and Rivers can't get it there. I kind of th- feel like this team, this um, Colts team, is similar to the Steelers last year. Um, good defense. I mean, I think the Steelers defense was better than this Colts defense, but uh, the identity of the team is revolves around their defense, hindered by quarterback play, um, and then weapons that are hurt as Juju and Connor were last year and Deontay. 
I guess it's kind of the Steelers were extreme, like really good defense, really bad quarter quarterback play. The Colts are a little bit towards um, the median of that, but similar to that degree. Yeah, Philip Rivers is really brutal. Um, just throwing for just over two thousand yards, only ten to only ten touchdowns to seven picks, um, and obviously he offers nothing on the ground game. So, just a big hindrance to uh, this team and. You know, there could be a team that obviously, look, obviously looking uh, for a quarterback in this draft class, which is pretty deep at quarterback. So um, that's certainly something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, yeah, I had them just on the outside. I think nine and seven. Ian Book to the Colts. Shout mm-hmm. out Notre Dame. I'm so proud of them. Yeah, that was a big win. Crazy. We don't have to get into Notre Dame, but hey, Irish may be for real this year. Maybe. Uh, we can move on the NFC. All right. So who is your uh, one? Well, I guess we'll do the same format. So the one and two seed in the NFC. I feel like this This could be one of three teams. Sim- different to AFC, I feel like it's kind of up to Steelers. Chiefs. I think this could be one of three teams. Saints, Seahawks, or Packers. So who is it? I went with the Saints. It's tough, but I went with the Saints. Okay. I had the Seahawks at 12 and 4. Okay. I was re- I had it in that order, actually, as I read them. Saints 1, Seahawks 2, Packers 3. How did it shake, up, shake out for you? Seahawks at 12 and 4, the one seed. I had the Packers at the 2 at 11 and 5, and then the Saints also at 11 and 5 at the 3 seed. Okay. The Packers uh, beat the Saints earlier in the season. Gotcha. Um... I don't know. I just think the Saints um a little more stable than the Seahawks, in my opinion. Uh Saints and Seahawks both have a easy schedule going forward. Saints remaining opponents have a forty percent win percentage. Seahawks remaining opponents have even less at thirty eight percent. Um I just feel like the Saints are a little more stable. They have a far better defense. Um they get Michael Thomas back. Um, I mean, he's going to help that offense even more. It's a very good uh, safety blanket for security blanket, maybe the right better, better term, uh, for Drew Brees. Um, you know, he can't really throw very far anymore. And Thomas is slant boy is very talented. And again, as I said, he just, just helps that offense when he's he helps that offense get moving. Uh, obviously, Kamara is a focal point as well. Um, I guess why I had the Seahawks at the two, their defense is really bad. <laughs> um, it's Their defense is the fourth worst in points against, only better than the Falcons, Jaguars, and the Cowboys. Um, I just think, I mean, I know Russ is sensational. Their offense as a whole is sensational. Um, but I just think they're going to be too too hindered by their defense. Again, they're going to be a two seed, but still, I'm splitting hairs a little bit here. But that's my reasoning. Yeah, that's fair. Um, there's obviously that petition to fire their their that GoFundMe to fire Ken Norton Jr. Yeah. Um, maybe they will. Maybe that. 
obviously firing him and hiring someone else is not going to make a drastic difference, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there is something to, to say about that. If they did get someone in there, maybe they would perform a little bit better. I mean, they have some, they have two of the biggest names and in, in on the defensive side of the football in the league. So that's, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like, you know, it's not a great unit, but they shouldn't be this bad because they are really bad. There's no denying that. Um, right. And it's definitely a big concern. Um, Green Bay, you know, they look solid. They coming off a big win against the 49ers. Obviously, that was a very beat up squad, but um, they look really good. They get the Jags this week, so it's probably another win. Uh, and uh, Devontae Adams is, you know, he's crazy. I mean, I feel like he kind of got overlooked in some fantasy drafts this year. I mean, I know he went kind of high as well, but all the fo- focus was on Michael Thomas, obviously coming off of this historic season and right. heavy running back. So he kind of got overlooked and if you drafted him. Obviously he got hurt for a little bit there, but you know, he's winning you week single-handedly at this point. So I do, yeah. Packers look really good on the offensive side and they're getting Aaron Jones back after a game or two off. So, uh, Packers look really good. Their defense, especially the run defense, is still a little concerning, but they, um, you know, they're a good team. Definitely. And clearly, you know, clearly this is the top. These are the these three teams are the top, uh, top squads in the NFC. So it right. doesn't get much better than them. Uh, obviously the uh, well, I was gonna say obviously the <laughs> the Eagles are four, but um, unless you have the football team squeaking out a couple wins, so nope. Eagles. Yep. What do you, what do you, what I'm interested to see. I mean, I know, you, I know you didn't do records, but what would you have the Eagles going? Um, I don't know. I, I am a little, uh, afraid to admit it. I think their Eagles are gaining a little more traction. Um, cause they are a better team than anyone else in the East, especially, I mean, with the Cowboys quarterback situation now, um, I'll put them at well, they the three, four, and four, three, four, and one right now. Yeah. I'd have been seven, eight, and one. Um, I, that's what immediately comes to mind. Seven, eight, and one. I don't know. I mean, that there's gonna go four and four the rest of the way. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, yep. seven, eight, and one. I could see it, but I mean, this 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 division is pathetic. <laughs> yeah, very, very bad. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think they have – well, they have uh, – what is it? Sorry. How many wins total do you know off the top of your head? They have – I think three, and then the rest of them have two, I believe. Yeah, so they have nine wins total between the four teams, and only two of them are outside of playing each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad. I know the Eagles one win – is against a sub 500 team. <laughs> yeah, they're the point the differential Niners. of every team in the NFC East. Eagles minus 19, football team minus 35, Dallas minus 86, Giants minus 51. Obviously the only division in the entire league where every team has a negative point differential and there's stats for days to back up why the NFC East is so bad, so we don't have to waste any more time about it. That is true. Um, <laughs> All right, who are your wild card teams? I feel like this is also kind yeah. of set in stone in a uh, way. I agree. I, mean, I agree. It's hard to envision any other teams catching the teams that are currently in there. Um, but maybe you have a different order than it is now. What do you think? Uh no, I yeah, I agree with you that I kind of feel like it's set 
I don't want to jinx it or anything. I mean, who cares if I jinx it? I don't I have an association to any of these teams, but um, I got the Bucks at the five, uh, the Cardinals at the six, Rams at seven. And uh, the Cardinals and Rams play each other twice still. So, I mean, just how that split works out is going to determine the six and seven. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I um, I have the Bucks at five, Bucks at five at eleven and five. Uh, Cardinals at six at nine and seven, and Rams at seven at nine and seven as well. Have the Vikings making a little bit of a push? I could see that. Um, I could see that definitely. Because you know they've, I think they've won two in a row at this point. Yeah. And um, I think that they could be getting some traction. They have some relatively easy games here at the end. I mean, their only tough games are against the Bucks and the Saints, but they've got the Bears, who they can always beat, Cowboys, Panthers, Jags, and Lions. So definitely some winnable games for the Vikings. I have them going eight and eight, so making a very strong push at the end of the season here for the Vikings. What are they now? They're two. They're three and five. So three and what, five. Five and three the rest of the way. Yep. Yep. So. It's just, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, not really a, a push, but just I have them as the next team in. So, I mean, I mean, we're, from where they were a couple weeks ago to now, um, we'll see. I think I said the same thing when we did our, like, after week three kind of NFL check-in, too. Like, our quarter of the way episode. I think yeah. I said the same thing, how the Vikings were going to finish strong. So, we'll um, see if that comes true. <laughs> I could see it. All right. We will, um, if you have nothing else to say, we can move on to the awards. You ready? Oh, awards before prediction. Okay. Um, which award first? Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. Um, I may just – I feel like this is a two-person race. I don't know if – what do you think? Is it a two-person race? Two – what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um, I went with Patrick Queen. Yeah, he's having a really good year. I think it's kind of either him or Chase Young. Uh, I went with Chase Young just because I look at um, I think the the odds can tell us a lot. Um, I don't I don't think DraftKings even had it up, but it didn't. Um, Chase Young's remained steady in there the whole year. I he, I think he missed a couple games. Am I correct? I don't think so. I thought he missed a couple. Didn't he have like a groin strain to put him out for a little bit? I was looking at his stats earlier. I have it up. Um, he's played. He missed week four and week eight. Except they might have had a buy one of those weeks. He might have missed a, a week or two. Right. I think he has three and a half sacks this year. Um, I have the football team going six and ten. So I do have them. I I can see them kind of pointing in the right direction. I know their quarterback play is kind of iffy with Alex Smith now and yeah. Kyle Allen going out. Not that it was stable before with Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins, but um, this is a team that's got some interesting pieces, but I mean, and their defensive line has been pretty solid for the whole year. Um, Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are really good. And yeah. um, I, I think this is a team that can gain some momentum and um, maybe we could see them having a little bit of a, a Dolphins esque kind of rise next year, assuming they get their quarterback. And, right. um, you know, this is a defense that's got some interesting pieces. Ron Rivera is a good coach. So I can see them kind of having a nice kind of a Dolphins, you know, you know how the Dolphins start off really bad last year and then they 
right. had some momentum ending the season and put some pieces together. And obviously they're a very competitive team now. So I, I'd, I'd watch out for the football team next year. Uh, I, we'll probably be going by a different name by then, but yeah. <laughs> well, going to that point, they, I, they did say that they uh, aren't opposed to keeping the football team for another year. Um, but Washington's defense is like better than you'd think. They're third or fourth. Uh, let's check. They're fourth in the league in total yards allowed, like fourth best. Um, I got all the other stats up here, but they're better than you think. Yeah, better than I exactly. anticipated going into this season. I'm sure they've exceeded expectations for a lot of people as well. Right. So, I, I okay, Chase Young. I forgot how we started talking yes. about them, yeah. but. Uh, I have Chase Young, but yeah, Patrick Queen's having a really good season as well. So yeah, Patrick Queen. Um, I have a few things on him. He's, I believe, he's tied for second in stat in sacks among rookies at a whopping two. But um, well, Chase Young has doesn't he have three and a half? Yeah. So but why I'm gonna I'm gonna read more. Okay, sorry. Uh, he's got two forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries, which I believe is better than Young. Uh, he's tied for second in TFLs. This is all among uh, rookies for 2020. He's first in QB hits at five uh, combined tackles. He's second at 52 and tied for second in solo tackles at 38. Um, I don't, I thought he has a pick. Maybe I don't think he has a pick, but still, I just feel like those are, um, I don't know, good stats across the board on a good defense, which kind of says if you got good stats on a good defense, that's kind of a, I feel like that shouldn't, uh, that shouldn't be taken lightly because the stats got to be spread out somewhere on a good defense. So that's that. That's why Patrick queen. Yeah. He's a good selection as well. Who do you have for offensive rookie of the year? Uh, I went with Herbert. So I uh, I went with Joe Burrow. Yes. He um. He's eighth in the league in passing yards, eleven touchdowns to five picks. Herbert is um seventeen touchdowns to five picks. Correct. I have that up. Almost uh, almost as many yards. Um. I don't know. It's going to be a close race. I have the uh, Bengals. Finishing the year kind of strong uh, as well, six nine and one. So I don't know, maybe I don't know. It's gonna be a very close race, and we'll see how it goes. But you know, Herbert's putting up crazy stats right now. So right, yeah. I mean, he's uh, I mean, total yards Burrow hasn't beat because Burrow has a game on him, but yards per game Herbert's got him. Yards per passing attempt, which is an underrated stat. Herbert's got him handedly. I mean, by over a yard, which is more than you think. Um, you just mentioned the TD interception ratio, um, seventeen to five to eleven to five. QBR, which I like. Um, Ber- Herbert's got him handedly there. Completion percentage is about the same. Um, I don't know. That's why I went with Herbert. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think uh, two was the third favorite. And I don't think right. um, just didn't play enough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that wouldn't, that would be, I, I, in my opinion, throwing money away just because I mean, not, not that I, I mean, we both think he'll play pretty well because we both have the dolphins going 10 and six, but right. um, yeah, like we just said, hasn't played enough. What was I going to pull up? I was going to pull up the, um, 
Bengals schedule. I think he may have, Burrow, I'm, uh, who's who I'm, who I'm referring to, may have a chance to showcase some, um, you know, play. I mean, I don't know. You got Pittsburgh and Washington, and we just talked about how Washington is a little underrated. But Giants, Dolphins, uh, Cowboys, Texans. So some games where he could have some big games coming up. Um, so we'll see how he finishes there. Right now, Burrow and Herbert are both at plus 100 to win yeah, the award according to draft Same games. odds, yeah. yeah. So right or wrong there. Uh, all right, we'll move to comeback player of the year. Homer pick, I got Ben. It has to be, right? Who else would it really be? Yeah, I the other – I don't know. I don't think I looked at odds for this one, but off the top of the head, in which I, from what I can get a sense of uh, – people are throwing names like Alex Smith and Gronk and I mean Cam was a big name for this award coming in but his recent play he had a good Monday night but weeks prior to that hasn't been good so I kind of feel like he's played himself out of that um I don't know if he keeps playing like Monday and just he could be back into that conversation I mean if the Patriots somehow like if the Patriots make the playoffs Cam could be in this conversation um but I don't think he's the pick. Gronk. Uh, Gronk's playing well, but like, I guess it's kind of hard for a tight end. I don't know. And then Alex Smith. Um, people think he should just get this award because just the fact that he came back and played, which I can't discredit that argument. It's the extremely impressive that he came back and is taking NFL snaps again. But, um. I don't know the nature of this award. You have to like produce. You have to put up stats. I don't think Washington's going to be. A, they're not going to be that great of a team. I mean, the fact that Ben had such Ben's injury was pretty brutal. Um, and he's come back and he's been playing well, leading an undefeated Steelers team. I feel like that. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I think the record is the icing on the cake. Right. Um, how we are, we have literally already matched our win total from last season. Um, right. And yeah. Ben has almost 2000 yards, 18 touchdowns and four picks. So, I mean, he's a pretty easy choice. I know Cam has offers a lot in the ground game, but he's literally two passing touchdowns to seven picks this year. Yeah. So, and the Patriots are three and five and looking to probably acquire, probably have a better draft pick at this point. That's what their priority is, should be, I guess, in yeah. making the playoffs. So, Ben's a pretty easy choice, in my opinion. I don't think we're homers for saying that just because, you know, I mean, me Stafford, I guess, but, you know, he, he, he had a back injury last year and missed the second half of the season. And he's doing all right, I guess, 2,100 yards, 14 touchdowns, seven picks. But Ben with the record, and he does have better stats anyway, so it's got to be him. Yep. Coach of the year. Homer pick. <laughs> I got Tom. I, I have him too. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I just think he's kind of – I thought it was a couple weeks ago. As soon as the stat came out that he's the winning as head, an African-American head coach in NFL history, and then as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, he's going to be in the news next week for having 14 consecutive non-losing seasons, and I was correct. Um, so – and I feel like there may be other – stats that may pop up um, and kind of make somewhat many headlines. So I think his name's going to be keep popping out there. Obviously Steelers are eight, you know, 
and I think it's likely we have the best record in the AFC. Likely, or I don't know. In the like, NFL, you mean? Or in the NFL, yeah. Um, and I know this wouldn't really be considered for the 2020 coach of the year, but I don't know. Just the fact that he's – I feel like people are starting to realize it now, how he um, like was able to contain the personalities of uh, Brown, Bell, um, Martavius, Bryant – um, I mean, James Harrison back in the day is probably tough to deal with. <laughs> um, uh, what's his, uh, I'm at blanking on our old offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and just the stability Tomlin provides. I mean, it's a test. It's his, the 14 non-losing seasons. That's incredible. Um, I feel like he's starting to, he's always been a well-respected coach, I think, but. I think people are now realizing that he's like a Hall of Fame lock. He definitely is a Hall of Fame coach. Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, for all those reasons, I I I, uh, I agree. And um, yeah, I mean that, and I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't think that the Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and all that stuff will not That's be considered. Right. But That's not considered. The fact yeah. that you know maybe you know last year. I mean, maybe I don't know if they consider like the improvement from year to year too. True. Um, that's why I mean I'm trying to think of anyone else who would really get this award according to who I have here. Um, Odds wise, I think Brian Flores is. That's who. I, that's who I was gonna say. Just because the Dolphins were pretty pathetic, especially at the beginning of last year, and they yeah. obviously make we haven't making the playoffs here, so he'd be the only other one. But I think it's pretty much Tomlin. And I, I was looking at the history of the award, and they usually give it to a coach that has, like, 12-plus wins. Right, right. For the most part. So, yeah. So that's uh, kind of where I'm at here. And, um, and yeah. All right. So we'll move on to Defensive Player of the Year. Three straight. Uh, so I don't have TJ Watt. <laughs> I do, yeah. Three straight homer picks. Um you can go first before I defend TJ Watt. I feel like this is going to be an annual thing, uh, me advocating TJ Watt for Defensive Player of the Year, and he not get it. But um, Well, he's the favorite right now. He's, he's the got... favorite on DraftKings. Is that where you looked? Because he's not the favorite on FanDuel. I, think this... I looked on DraftKings. Yeah, and I think I checked on another site too. Odds, odds are kind of all over the place for this one. Not all over the place, but just like a – Different variations of I, the top three have been uh, Watt, Donald, and Miles Garrett. Just kind of different combinations of those three. Um, I'm really not sure, but who do you have? Aaron Donald. Okay. He's Tell got me nine why. sacks, tied for first in the league, 11 tackles for loss, which is tied for fifth in the league. Um, he's kind of like – it's like LeBron James. Right. <laughs> in a way. Um and uh, we'll get into it a second, but yeah, like LeBron James, like he could win this award every single year, pretty much like yeah. whether or not, like, you know, stats can fluctuate a little bit. He's obviously always towards the top, if not at the top, but even if he doesn't have the best stats one year, he impacts the game more than anyone. So he, this is his award. Um, how many times has he won it? Two, three, he won it two, two. So he could easily come home with a third award this year. Um, but uh but yeah, I mean TJ Watt, it could be right up there. 
He's two sacks behind him, has more tackle for loss. And um, speaking of impact in the game, whether his stats show it or not, TJ Watt's right there as well. So um, I'm sure you'll get into it here. But yeah, I got yeah. Aaron Donald. Well, it's funny you brought up the LeBron thing because I, I use that as an argument not to give him the award because that's an argument people have had. I've heard that saying about LeBron, like, oh, well, you can give it to LeBron every year. So they kind of just like, I don't know, give it to someone else. Um, but I got Watt. So he's tied for fourth in sacks at seven. He's tied for second in tackle for losses at 12 behind Vince Williams, teammate Vince Williams and the Steelers. Um, stat I love the most is QB hits. Uh, he's first in QB hits by a wide margin. <laughs> the next is also another teammate, Stefan Tuitt at 17. So he's got Watts got 24, the next at 17, and then the rest is like in the teens. Um, and just going to QB hits a little more, uh, I looked at uh, prior seasons of QB hit leaders. So Watt is TJ Watts at 24, so he's eight games on pace for 48. Um, since the stat was created or counted uh, into, since 2006, um, there's been, guess how many seasons there have been of a player having 40 plus QB hits? Since what year? It the stat was created in 2006. Over 40? Yeah, over 40 QB hits. How many seasons has there been? Uh, Three. Um, there's been five. One of which is Aaron Donald at 41 in 2018. The other four are JJ Watt. <laughs> wow. Watts can just that's Watts is no hit the quarterback. I mean JJ had a 43 QB hits in 2012. The following year, 46. The following year, 51. The following year, Jesus 50. Christ. 50. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's in TJ Watt's blood to hit the quarterback. Um, so he's got six defended passes. I don't know where that ranks. Um, I mean, for non-corners, that's got to be – that's got to be – I feel like that's got to be one, but I don't know. I Don't don't call me on that. He's also got an interception. I'll see if I can find that out. Um, I mean, that's going to be hard to exclude safety, like defense secondary players. But um, yeah, I feel like the defensive player of the year race kind of comes down to like the sack leader a little bit, which I mean, sack is a great stat, obviously. Um, but I kind of mentioned this with the whole the, my argument for Patrick Queen, um, the, the, pa- the Steelers pass rushing talent just makes TJ's seven sacks even more impressive. Like, Tewitt and Bud Dupree are tied for 10th in the league at sacks at six each. Um, the Steelers have the are the best sacking team in the NFL. I mean, number one in sacks. I mean... The past three years. Yeah, that... Right. And I think... I mean, on a, such a talented defense that he, his stats stand out that much, I think that makes it even more impressive. So... I think that ends my spiel on TJ Watt. So I think he's tied for first among non-secondary players. Okay. Right. Calais Campbell also has six. KJ Wright has six. Okay. Marcus Peters has six. Well, he's 
He's Sorry, a, no, I yeah. I don't know why I said him. Yeah. TJ, I meant to say TJ Watt. <laughs> TJ Watt okay. is six. So yeah. <laughs> those, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, move on to MVP. MVP. Who is it? Um, I feel like this is a conversation of three players. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Um, do you agree? Uh, two. Okay. Russell Mahomes. Yeah. I threw Rodgers in there. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's having a good year, but he's not going to win it. Unless um, it's a very... He's got to, he would have to pick it up a decent amount, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's right. I don't. I don't want to just uh, not include him. Like he, he's he can very well be in the conversation, but the current I odds. I think it'll be the two uh, the other two guys. Current odds, at least I looked on DraftKings. I think Russ is at plus one twenty five. Mahomes plus two hundred. Rogers plus three fifty. So pretty close. Um, I compared the three a bunch of bunch across a bunch of stats. Um. The one that I wanted that stood out the most is completion percentage. I think Russ is uh, he leads. He's got seventy one percent. Roger sixty seven. Mahomes sixty six. Um, kind of a lot. Russ maybe tied. I think he's second, like right behind Breeze. But like, um, but yeah, but Breeze's, but Russ's air yards per attempt are far more. Um makes that completion percentage even more impressive. So, um, yeah, I think that also the deciding factor I had for Russ is that, uh, his defense is so bad and he's just keeping them in it. Um, I think that just a testament to how clutch he is. He's got two game winning drives and two fourth quarter comebacks. Um, and then not really even statistically, uh, MVP awards, I just feel like, are kind of like a narrative award. And the narrative that we keep hearing is that Russ has never received an MVP vote. And, like, his, his name has been out there in MVP discussions most consistently from the very, from week one. Um, that's the That was my deciding factor as well. Yeah, I think Russ is going to win it as well. Um it's a little bit like Mahomes. Mahomes is going to get treated as the LeBron fatigue and the Aaron Donald fatigue right, that we right. said. Um, but you know, it probably is Russell Wilson. I feel like the the popular. I mean, what I've been seeing the past couple of days and throughout this week, at least, is that the you know, obviously Mahomes and and Rogers have very low interception totals. Mahomes has one and Rogers has two, and Russ has eight. Um, I feel like that's been a little fluky, just because Russell historically has also very low interception totals as well. He's not one to, you know, be, you know, reckless with the football and turn it over a lot. So he's had five in the past three games. And I just feel like it's been a little fluky that way. And I think it'll, he'll regress. And, you know, we're halfway through the season. Statistically, these guys have played eight games. So in theory, you'd think he's on pace for 16, but I think that'll be more around like maybe 11 or 12, which is still, you know, it's probably gonna be less than, probably excuse me probably gonna be more than Mahomes and Rodgers but again it's not really gonna matter he's on pace for 56 touchdowns I think that's one that actually could keep pace and he could probably get over 50 yeah um so obviously when you get that many it's gonna pop um he'd be on pace to break uh Manning's record 
So, um, so there's that. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like you just said, it's um, they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC, according to my projections. And uh, the, the fact that his completion percentage is four points higher than the other two and the average depth of target that I think you said is, is higher as well. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you said? That the fact, um, those, I'm those, that. those two should not um, – or average air Sorry. yards or whatever. Air yards per attempt – Russ is slightly lower. Yard, sorry, yards per attempt. Russ is higher, but air yards per attempt. It goes Mahomes nine point five, Russ Rogers nine point four, Russ nine point three. But they're very. It's very close. It's okay. Like Almost identical, thing. but yes. four points higher in completion percentage. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember the one. It was uh, maybe it was last week against Buffalo, but. He almost got sacked. He just chucked it up, and he almost completed it to lock it. It was almost the same thing as the Rams game, but it was a longer pass. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, and it wasn't completed, but it was close. And uh, yeah. So I think Russ is going to win this award. Um, I wouldn't have too much of a problem if Mahomes won it either, though. So I could totally see that. All right. Uh, we're going to close out the show. We're not going to go through the playoffs, but we're going to give our uh, conference predictions and the Super Bowl pick. Uh, start with the AFC. I think this one is easy. I've talked about it before, but it's going to come down to Steelers Chiefs. I think. Yep. Yes, it will. Um, what's your NFC? That's going to be a bit in more interesting discussion. Seahawks and Packers. Okay, I got the Bucks and Packers. Um, uh, I. You know, obviously we've had mixed feelings on the Bucks here uh, at Hogline in the beginning of the season, yeah. and for most of the season, I wasn't sold on the Bucks in any way, really. I mean, I thought they would be better than last year, clearly, um, but I thought like maybe they'd just get in as a wild card team, maybe maybe win one game, or maybe lose, probably lose in the first round. That was my kind of initial thought. I say that, and I still have them out in the second round, but. I just think um, their defense really has won me over. Obviously, their run defense has been good going back to last year with um, Jason Pierre-Paul, Ndamukong Sue, and uh, Shaq Barrett. Great defensive line. And Devin White as well. So just very good against the run. Um, if you look at it, e- even the guys, even the top guys like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, even though they yeah. still get their fantasy numbers up because they catch passes and that provides a safe floor, um, if you look at their rushing totals against the Bucks, like teams do not run well against them. Right. Like even the top guys rush for under four yards a carry. So they really shut people down against the run. And, you know, their Achilles heel has always been the pass defense. And I say this with them just letting up 38 points to the Saints. But <laughs> yeah. it, they are tied for the league lead, I believe, in interceptions as a team. Yes, they are. That, with the so they do, take the, team, yeah. they do take the ball away. Um so, you know, their second their secondary is good as well. And I just think this is a very good defense. And I don't know. I think the Bucs can actually make the NFC Championship game. And I like that you have them there. I just think that the Seahawks would beat them just because, uh, I don't know. I, I think I don't see the Bucs traveling. I, the Seahawks would have the home field advantage. Now, obviously not with the crowd, but um, I don't think they would match up well against the Seahawks. So I had them, them those two teams playing in the second, uh, in the, um, excuse me, divisional round. And I had the Seahawks winning, but if it if the seeding went 
going into my prediction here, I was anticipating it being Bucks Seahawks. That's, yeah, that, well, that's what it was going to be. But the way I had it, uh, it, it played out, it ended up being Packers Seahawks for me. Yeah, my seating, I had the Saints at one, so I had a Bucks Saints matchup, and the reason being, um, well, first I want to echo everything you said about the Bucks. I was skeptical of them going in, but their past defense really surprised me a lot this year. Um, right, but then I have them playing the Saints and. It's really hard to sweep a team. Saints beat them twice this year, and I think the Bucks would take the third. Um, I mean, it's hard to sweep a team three times, beat a team three times in one year. I should have looked up the stat on that. I know the Steelers did that, the Ravens in 08, but I don't, it can't be common. Um, so that's why I had the Bucks in the AFC champion, NFC Championship. Uh, to the Packers. I got the Packers edging out the Seahawks, just kind of the reason being um, Seahawks defense, as I mentioned earlier. I feel like that would be the, uh, that would just, that would be it. That's what's going to prevent them from, I think, winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm not sold on the Packers defense, though, either. Never have been. It's not, I th- I don't know. I do like it this year. Um I think a healthy Chris Carson would run all over them. I think that's a big if. I've never trusted Chris Carson's health, but um, I don't know. I like the Packers defense this year. It's not great. It's not like a top of the league, but I it's. I think when you compare Seahawks offense to Packers defense, and then Packers offense to Seahawks defense, the gap is just too much. Packers offense to Seahawks defense. I think. In my opinion. Yeah. So your Super Bowl is Steelers and Seahawks. I got the Steelers and Bucks. Wow. I have uh so obviously I've I've I had the Chiefs all along. Um, but I am starting to believe uh you know, yeah, I think the Chiefs are a more talented team. The Chiefs, what they do, that they they take away that top receiver really well. Um, I don't really know if we have a top receiver. Right. Yeah. So that's what I feel like we we do really well, is that we have these three guys. That I feel like if a team tried to take away one or two of them, the other one or two are gonna have a good game. And then I'd say I'd go even four if you. Ebron as a passing threat has been better than I thought. And James Washington shows flash like he can step in there and he can, he's decent. Right. So I, I, I just think that's why we've been able to do so well. I mean, you look at the box scores of each of these games, it seems like all these guys, either one has a tremendous game. The other two are kind of taken away or it's very even like it's all like seven for 80 or something like that. Right. Right. So I just, um, I really like that. And I think if there's and if there's a team, I mean the Ravens, you could say that as well as the Chiefs. But um, if there's a team that's gonna, you know, match up with the with the Chiefs, I feel like it could be us. In terms of offense versus defense, right? And also, yeah, it's a we, scary matchup, and we both have them good. as the one seed, so that's home field. That's something. That too. Um, yeah, it, it would be a very good game, I think, and. Um, yeah, I'm starting to believe I really am. Good, finally. 
You're you're always like, no, we're gonna win like eight games or nine games. Like, come on. Um. Yeah. So my Super Bowl, I said the Steelers and Bucks. Just imagine that, AB revenge game. Oh my gosh, I forgot about. I don't know why I forgot about him. I just thought of uh, Tom Brady. I don't. I mean, obviously that's a big thing too. But yeah, like it'd be a Brady and Ben. It'd be Arians and and Tomlin. I mean, Arians was a part of our 08 team, 08 coaching staff. I mean, it's uh, oh man, a lot of uh, a lot of storylines, headlines going to if that were to happen. Side note: I'm starting AB this week in Dynasty, and I'm not happy about it. Who do they play? Carolina. All right. I, I have a very bad bye week this. I mean, I've got Clyde, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, and Crowder. So I got to start um, Antonio Brown. I'm not happy about it. Um, I've tried to trade him. No one wants him. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what it's come to. I'm hoping this is the only league I ever have to play him, though. So this is not fun. I don't. I don't want him to do well. I hope you have the Steelers winning. I do. All right, good. I mean, you you brought you picked them all the way there, and just to say we're not going to win, come on. I have them too. Big uh, a lot of Homer picks this podcast. Steelers Super Bowl, Tomlin Coach of the Year, Ben Comeback Player of the Year, TJ Watt, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Steelers going undefeated. One C. Let's go. <laughs> we don't have them going undefeated. I do. I didn't. Calm down. I had us losing to the Bengals, so. Yeah, you know, I you know people can say what they want. They you know if you listen to the end here and heard us pick the Steelers, um, I wouldn't do it. Clearly, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it. Obviously, when I was little, I would do my NFL predictions and I would have the Steelers winning every year, no matter what. Clearly, it wasn't a bad pick because we haven't had a losing season in fourteen seasons. But, uh, you know, ever since I got older. I picked what I actually thought was going to happen, and I haven't picked the Steelers to win the Super Bowl um, I mean, in quite some not, time. We're not crazazy. We're undefeated. We're eight and zero, so it's a, it's justified. Yeah, and I mean, I, I still don't feel like we get the respect that we deserve, even after two uh, playing the Titans and the Ravens um, on the road. So, and we defeated them. So, we still don't get the respect we deserve. I don't think, and it may not ever happen, really. Um, because uh, we did have, I think, the second easiest schedule going into the season. But whatever. You play who's on your schedule, and we are a good team. And, I mean, if you don't see that, then I'm sorry for you. So, yeah, um, yeah we're not crazy for picking them, and I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it. So it, it's a little bold as well because, I mean, the Chiefs are a looming threat, but I think we can match up well with them. I agree. So we'll see. Hopefully it happens. And uh, – Wow, you got me thinking about this Buck Steelers hypothetical matchup here. That would That'd be crazy. crazy. Hopefully, AB, not hope, whatever. We'll see if AB can even last to the Super Bowl. That's the thing. <laughs> that's true. That, 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 too. That's something to consider. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to add, or else we'll conclude today's episode? I don't. I think I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, it's hopefully, you know, NFL staying strong with COVID. I mean, we're seeing tests pop up positive, but I feel like they've got a better system, I guess you could say. I think the contact tracers are really helping to isolate yeah. players and yep. avoid the 
the outbreaks that we saw earlier in the season with Tennessee and whatnot. So I think that's really helping. And, you know, it looks like we dodged the bullet and we're going to have a full season, um, which is nice. My, my fantasy teams are doing well, so I need it to happen. The plan is, is coming into full effect. So I don't talk about fantasy. Why? You're doing all right, I guess. No. Not really. Yeah. Let's just, let's just end it. You, uh, in, a, in the one Rutgers league, I think you were up by like 25 points, and then your opponent had Jacoby Myers, and you ended up losing by three, I think. Yeah, I know. And now Zeke's on a bye, and McCaffrey's hurt again. So, uh, okay. Yeah. You're, um, if that doesn't sum up your lifetime career in fantasy, I don't know what does. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, send condolences to Jack. Um, anyway, Please. thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Uh, we've been slacking. We're going to introduce our new charity and what we're going to be doing for the holiday season, which we did last year. True. Uh, we will be getting that up uh, hopefully pretty soon within the week or so. And um, we'll come up with some fundraiser ideas and we'll raise a little money for charity like we did last year. So we are looking forward to that. And um, we appreciate any donations you would feel so inclined to give. So more details to come on that. And um, thank you for listening, everyone. And we will catch you next time. See you.